I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Bruce's defeat, the storm, storm, the sharks. Says the storm here. <laughs> That's all right. Bruce's defeat the sharks, thirteen twelve. Uh, wow, wow! Such an interesting game to kind of analyse because is it as doom and gloom as I think some Sharkies fans think? No, but also, do, is the monkey off the back? Obviously not. Uh, the Roosters. They did exactly what we thought they were going to do. Defend their absolute backsides off and just find a way to grind a win out. Uh, this was one of the gutsiest performances you'll see in a grand, in a finals game. Uh, I think that Trent Robinson, although I guess on this panel we've disagreed with quite a lot of decisions he's made, his ability to somehow galvanise this team mm. to fight till the end, should it, it is amazing. The fact that he's been able to turn it around, get him into the second week of the finals. Yes, they absolutely still should be criticised for the fact that they're a premiership favourite and now they're battling, you know, in uh, knockout finals. But at the end of the day, this is where they are now and you've got to make the best of what you have. And it was truly one of the grittiest performances I've seen in a long time. Before we get into these last two games, Kempi, we spoke about a few weeks ago, like rugby league, when you add urgency in it, goes mm. to another level. Mm. These two games, both sudden death games, had me on the edge of my seat mm. the entire time. These next two games? Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Unreal. And, so you know, good. the first two games, they, they, they were good, but both teams knew they had a second bite of the cherry. Mm. When you're playing for everything, yeah. fuck, you get Changes the everything. best game in the world. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. Uh, this game, 13 points to 12. Um Sam Walker, mate, he's just the talking point for me. And I think also credit to Trent Robinson. You know, 10, 15 weeks ago, he made the decision that Sam Walker wasn't the guy who's going to move in a different direction. And I think you've got to give full credit to Trent Robinson that two weeks out from finals, when it looks like they've turned the corner, however, however he worked it out, he came to the decision, I made the wrong call here. Mm. I need to bring this kid back in. He's got the X factor to be able to win me big games. And he's got the best out of me. Yeah. Huge call from Trent Robinson. Honestly, I thought Sam Walker was gone. Yep. If you if you said, look, you have to gun to your head, you have to bet whether Sam Walker will be at the Roosters next year or not, I thought there's no way. I thought they'd, they'd gone down the Kiri route. Him and Kiri don't look like they're working. How little do I know? How wrong was I? Because you'd be crazy to let go of Sam Walker. Like that. The big plays that he's put on the last few weeks have been 
nothing short of amazing. And the ice in his veins. We saw some of the game's best missing drop goals. Sam Walker is 20 years old, 21, and he is nailing it. And it's not the first time he's done it either. It is phenomenal. And Sam Walker's mental fortitude to get dropped, injuries, playing reserve grade, comes back in, doesn't kick rocks, doesn't sook, gets straight back to business. And now he has got them into the second week of the finals. Especially when you add the added pressure of Hacho came in, did a job, and they were winning. So if they stop winning all of a sudden, yeah. you know whose head it falls on. 100%. It's almost like he, like if you're looking at conspiratorially, you'd be like, if you come in and we go poorly, well, it's clearly you're the problem because Drew Hutchinson did a good job. Now, I don't, that's not what the Roosters were thinking, but outside looking in, that's what you could say. And yet he has absolutely nailed it. I cannot believe it. What do you think about this one, Timmy? Hey, just the Roosters the last couple of years. Just drama surrounds everything they do. Mm. Nothing ever flows the way it's expected. We know that infamous week one finals game last year against the Bunnies, seven sin bins. This week one finals this year, like, the captain James Tedesco gets sin binned. You know, the rookie halfback who'd been dropped comes and hits the match-winning field goal. They lose their star winger after 41 minutes, their star centre after 51 minutes. There's blokes in different positions. There's just drama every single game, and it's a good ride to be on. Not to mention, like, obviously they lost their star centre, but a minute later, James Sersko gets simbid at Shark Park without JWH, mm. Daniel Tupu. Like, they had no right to win this game of football. No right whatsoever. They had Wong and Crichton in the centres. Mm. Yep. You know, it's... Sandon Smith was playing about three positions at once. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I look at the Rabbitohs and the Roosters situation and I go, look, sometimes you can just have bad years as clubs. It's no one's fault. You can't point the finger. It just doesn't seem to work out. And the Roosters have had every reason for there to be a massive blue and fallout Mm. at the club. And I just think they deserve massive credit for the fact that somehow, some way, there hasn't been a massive blue. Like, they lost an assistant coach in the middle of the year. Like, basically got rid of him because he spoke to someone else. Dropped their, their superstar, Sam Walker. There are so many reasons. Victor Radley getting suspended. Um... There are like Luke Keary, would he get through the whole year? There are so many reasons for the Roosters, for that club to have turmoil internally. And I just somehow, some way, Trent Robinson's managed to keep it all together. And they snuck into the eight in the final game of the season. They've somehow snuck through to week two of the finals with a one point win. Nothing about it has been pretty. There's still been issues all over the place, but they're still alive. They're still alive. <laughs> and I, I think that, you know, I know the Roosters, you know, they cop shit for, oh, they just buy their premierships and, and blah, 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 and they only recruit, they got no juniors, which is, is a little bit of a myth, but uh, they just do not get enough credit for how gritty they are. Like, there are so many clubs that w- would be, have these similar issues and it would be a complete implosion. Like, look at some of the bottom-tier clubs that have way less, like, you would think that it's way simpler as a bottom-tier club. You don't have to deal with superstars. You don't like everyone should just be like stoked to just try and get on there and get the job done. And they implode within six weeks of the season starting. The Roosters, favourites by everyone, and they've just managed to just keep it all together. I, as I said, there's a lot that I've disagreed with Trent Robertson this year. And as far to say as like I think that he, you know, he needs to even just take a reset and, and go back to what got him to the dance. Um, and look, by listening to the players, they, they have spoken about the fact that they've pulled it all back and they've you know, almost reduced the intensity. So maybe Robo, Robo has done that. Um, but I just think he deserves massive credit, mm. like massive credit to lead this team, 
had every reason to just fall off the, the face of the cliff. And they look as united as ever. Yeah. And I think one guy that has really stood out to me the last few weeks, he's absolutely worked his dick off, Victor Radley. Mate, he was a guy I was going to bring up. Yeah. Is he the superstar right now? You know, is he on the level of your Carrigans and your Murrays and your Yo? No, he's not. But is he doing exactly what his team needs for him right now? They need him to just be a dog in the middle, getting through work, and he was outstanding on the weekend. He's, yeah, I'd love to know. I'm so confident that over the last five weeks, Robbo and him have had a coffee or they've had a conversation at some point because you can, you can see a definite change in Radley. His whole demeanour's changed. Yeah. Like, I'm not even – when I'm watching him now, especially like last week and even the week before, when there's a scuffle, I'm not worried about him. I'm not sitting there going, fuck, Radley's about to come in here and mm. start swinging. Yeah. It, like and even a week before, I thought that with the Hargreaves situation that happened, when he ran in and he didn't try and fight anyone, he you know didn't lose his head. I thought that was such a good opportunity for him to do exactly that, and he didn't. I think he's been doing a, a fantastic job, at least in the last month of rugby league. And now it's about, mate, you know you know what you need to do, you know what you can offer the side. It's just about doing that week in week out. Look over the last six weeks, the Roosters haven't conceded more than fourteen points in a game. It's bloody good. And I mean, it, it must be so annoying as, as listeners to hear it. But if you didn't know defence wins premierships, like... Exactly right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Defence is everything in this game. It seriously is like... The Roosters only put 13 on the Sharks and they still won. Well, the Roosters' attack's been garbage all season. One of the worst in the competition. Vastly improved in the back half mm. of the season as they made their run. But... Had one of the best defences in the comp, and they're still alive two weeks into the final. So that's it's amazing. Happened. And you give them a shot next week. You give them a shot. Yep. All backed on, all built on um, defence. Huge shot again. Like injuries have hit them hard. Like <laughs> if you're going into this with Suali'i and Manu, who looks like they're both going to be out. Huge losses. So, what type, point is this toll going to add up? But yeah, jeez. You just don't know. Like you just, no. Robbo has already almost done the unthinkable by managing to get them. Like think about it. They had to win every game for the last month, or maybe more, just for a chance that results went their way to be in the finals. Mm. Now they're in week two. Um, now I've given all that praise to Robbo, and I mean, there's a reason why he's won three premierships and he's, he's one of the better coaches in the competition. I will say the decision to to play Joe Manu. I just think that was. I mean, I called it before. I said he's going to tear it. He's going to tear it again. I just. With all the experience they had, the experienced team. Now, I know Joey would have been telling them, mate, I'm sweet. You know, I got through training. And Robbo said, like, he got through training on Wednesday, looked good. And, and to be fair, and what I always really respect about Robbo, he'll say he got things wrong. And he said, look, we got that one wrong. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I did say before the game, I'm extremely confident he's going to tear his hammy again. I think that was the wrong move. And now people will say, oh, but it was a do-or-die game. Yeah, I understand that, but you don't want your star player with another hamstring tear because it increases the likelihood that he's going to tear it in the future. Um, and also, now he's not ready for the game two where you probably really need him. And I think that could have they beaten the Sharkies without Manu? Maybe, maybe not. Like, he did play really well while he was on. But, yeah, I thought that was a, the wrong call. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was sort of leaning more on the side of last week. It's sudden death. Go for it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I probably can't talk too much, but I, I agree with one point you made there, mate. That Trent Robinson, he just takes ownership for everything. Yeah, I, I so always good like to that. See. Even when they were in the the depths mid year, his first thing was, "I am not making the right." Basically paraphrasing, but he was saying, "I'm not making the right calls now for our team." 
Like there's not many. I mean, I know he's in a comfortable position because of what everything he's achieved. So he can say that and not have to worry about you know the, the headlines that get created. Um, but he's mate, he's not. I, I don't think he's in a super comfortable position. Yeah, he's in a club that expects to win every single year. They haven't won in five years. Yeah, fair. That's fair. That's yeah, fair point. Fair point. Um, I think the thing that stands out with me with the Roosters and what Trent Robinson's done is that, you know, like I, I'm looking at, you know, the teams that are playing this weekend going, my God, they're all going to be exhausted. The Roosters have played six weeks of finals footy. I know, it's fucking... Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. And look, in the preview I said this, the biggest question heading into that game was the Roosters, when they sit in the changing room and they look across from each other and say, have we answered the question when things get tough? We've answered it time and time again. The unfortunate thing for the Sharkies is when they looked around that changing room and they said, have we answered the question when things get tough in finals footy, can we answer the, you know, that question? We don't know yet. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. And I think on the weekend you saw a Rooster side that when the shit hit the fan, they almost got better. They almost felt comfortable being uncomfortable. It made them – you could see on the field when things got as worse as they can get. They can't get any worse – they almost looked across and, and clicked into gear. They'd been here before. They know how to react. And that's a, a, an example of a finals footy, gritty, tough side. When Teddy got simbinned, I, I had that same feeling in my stomach as I did in Origin when Queensland had the simbin. Mm. I just thought, oh, no, this doesn't feel right. Something's going to go wrong here. Yeah. But they've got every read. They, they should win this. Everything should be sweet with the Sharkies. I've almost sort of got a little bit of like the yips to them at the moment. Mm. Yeah. It's it just, I just, if you ever, I guess, when people will say, oh, they don't have finals experience, or they don't have this experience. If you ever wanted to watch a game where you've seen blokes with experience in the, in the tough stuff, in the, not to say that the sharks aren't tough, but in the nitty gritty and the, the, like just the dire situations, look how the roosters react to that. Every single person gets an extra wind. Um, and look at what they get out of the young guys, like your Wongs. Like, oh, I thought Sandon Smith, when he came on... He was great. He came up with some huge yeah. plays in the back end. Yeah. I, I'd argue if he wasn't in that 17, I'm not sure if they do win that. Mate, Marnie played 51 minutes. Suwali'i played 41 <laughs> minutes. Teddy, obviously, in the bin for 10 minutes. Like, Fletcher Baker only played 21 minutes. Um, yeah, nothing short of amazing. Uh, Sharkies, now we'll get to the individuals after. Sharkies... Look, I know people are going to look towards those drop goals with Nico Hines, and rightly so. You want to nail them as a seven. As the, the marquee signing, you want to nail them. I will say I'm less concerned about him not nailing the drop goal, and I guess the one thing I will say I think going forward and him learning as a seven is in that second drop goal, he'll have a play ready to give him space to make that drop goal. That all comes with experience. So – in that moment, for sure, you could you, you could definitely say Nico Hines, he the more experience he's going to get, the better he's going to get at nailing that, that situation. But outside of that, I know a lot of people are going to try and blame Nico for that performance. I personally think Nico Hines could not have done more to put his team in a position to score points. Like, I genuinely believe that. I know people will think, oh, well, because he's a fan favourite, people say that. Watching that game, outside of the drop goals, which he should have iced, I genuinely don't believe he could have done more. If you got me to write a list of the guys that didn't deserve to lose this weekend, it'd go Jordan Ruffner, Nico Hines, mm. without a doubt. And um, I think, you know, he is just so ball dominant. And, you know, I, I posted a thing like at halftime, he had like 50 touches of the ball or something. Mm. He was 
everywhere, <coughs> Nico Hines. And, you know, I love that during the game as well, he took over the goal kick. I'm not sure why he wasn't goal kicking in the first place. Uh, but I, I just – he took full ownership of that. And, yes, you know, did, did nice the moment to the end. But I, could leave, I love that Nico Hines is at least the guy that when the game's in line, he wants the football. Mate, he was, it was tremendous throughout the game. Mm. The pass he threw for the Katoa try, the first try of the game, he had like 0.1 of a second on that. I think it was Billy Smith, someone rushed up on him. Catch, pass, flung it over the top. That was such high risk. It, early on in the game, it was a grind. It was nil all and he throws that. Gets that an inch wrong or whatever. That's an intercept. They run the field, score, and he's like the villain for it, but nailed it. They scored there. Then he sets up Molly Taylor with a really nice pass on the opposite side of the field for the second try for the Sharkies. He had a great game. Unfortunately, he did nice it when it mattered. Two cracks at it. I was so disappointed because I wanted it for him so bad because yeah. he's so lovable. You know, he's had a bit of critique, some of it fair, some of it unfair, in big games early on in his career. And I'm like, this could be his moment. Mm. Ice a finals game with the drop goal. Yeah. I think people need to remember we're talking about a bloke in his second year of seven mm. in the NRL. Like, I guarantee you, if this moment happens next year, if let's say the exact same moment happened, I guarantee you has a play ready. A play ready to give himself more space to nail that drop goal. In the blink of an eye, he'll turn this around and he said he'll learn from it. I think, did he after the game, he said that he knew he was a bit too shallow? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. at that. Um, but I mean, at the opposite end of the field, there's Sammy Walker, who's what, a 20 year old who has gone and nailed He had one crack at it. He took it seven minutes out and that won them the game. And the Roosters are still alive. So, you know, you know what I think the difference is, though? Who were the two players that charged Nico Hines down? Teddy and Kiri. Teddy and Kiri. Two of the most experienced, big game, big dog players in the competition. And that's where I look at the, the Sharkies. And I just, I don't see those kind of players in that Sharky roster. I think that, unfortunately, the players around uh, Hines in the spine, I, fo- I, f- I felt like they let him down. I really did. Even like, I know you can only shield to a certain degree now. You can't have too, too many players there, but... There was very little support around when Nicola was doing that. Like, they had pretty free runs at him both times. Yeah. There was nothing there. And, I, like, you know, I thought that, unfortunately, Trindle probably saved his one of his not as good, like, mm. wasn't the best game from Trindle. It was actually a pretty poor game from yeah. Trindle, unfortunately. Blake Braley as well, who is the epitome of consistency. And so when you look at this spine and you go, Hines, Trindle, Tracy, Braley, that's a young that's like that's a very very young spine with inexperience in the NRL and then you compare it to um, the other side which is Teddy Keary Sam Walker and Cheese like think about this like so Walker ices the the field goal Keary charges down in the big moment Teddy charges down in the big moment and Cheese had one of his best games and so when you compare the two it's like I, I do think that changes need – like, they need to go into the market, the Sharks. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it with this roster. I, they, I feel they, they're the team that I feel the most sorry for in this final series because I agree with Fitzgibbon. I do think they look like a side that's grown up. They, they work their butts off. But, like, little things like Bailey sticking an arm out with that ball um, to score the try – as he gets more experience, he's going to know, look, if I can't get it, I'm not going to stick my arm out. I'm going to let it bounce so that, you know, people around me can get it. And then you had the the ball from, was it Trindle or Tracy that hit um, Jesse Ramey and they knocked it on. And it was nearly a light, like it yeah. would have been a try. Um, I do think that Fitzgibbon 
probably needs to go into the market for two to three players. And look, they're missing Finucane. You know, Graham is getting on a bit older. I, I get all that. And they're definitely progressing as a team. I just think that when you compare this, you know, these key players in key positions against a team like the Roosters, and to be fair, the Roosters are, you know, got the best roster in the comp. I just think that he may need to go into the, the market. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, for, for, for people at home, if you get the opportunity, you know, obviously um, Katoa, he scores the first try for the Sharkies. Go and watch that entire set from Nico Hines and the mm. way that he just, you know, he takes him down the left, he turns one under, then he comes back down that open side, he puts Britt Nicker, he runs a brilliant line as per usual, he puts him on the head of Nat Butcher, he takes him out of the defensive line. Nicaragua draws in four defenders on that one tackle, and Hines just perfect halfback play. I'm going back down that same corridor. I know I've got numbers here, and just pulls, pulls the trigger at the perfect time with the perfect pass. It was a really, really good halfback set there. Yeah. You, you say Kempi, they need to go into the market for a, a few players here or there. It's a very well rounded one to seventeen, and they've got depth. We know that. Whereabouts do you think they need to? I go think into it? a few like so. Obviously, you know, you continue to give Trindle an opportunity, I think. Uh, Will Kennedy at fullback, I think that, you know, Connor Tracy, although solid, I do think they did miss Kennedy's ball playing a little bit in a big game like that. Um, so I would give Trindle the opportunity to prove himself. Uh, but I, I think forwards-wise, they just, to me, I just think that there's too many players in the side that are okay with making a mistake. Oh, well, I only made one error, so it's all good. Because their completion rate this year, could you check what their completion rate is compared to everyone else? And in key moments, they just were like almost okay with it. So I actually think in their forwards that they need to, um, I think they need an edge back rower. Uh, I think that Cam McInnes, is he a long-term 13 when you compare him to the other big dog 13s in the comp? Probably not. He's probably more of a bench impact player. Uh, Dale Finucan, uh He's towards the end of his career, so obviously you'll have to replace him anyway. I don't think you should replace him next year, but you've got to recruit. So I think in their forwards, they probably need to recruit a little bit. What do you got there, Matty? Yeah, equal most errors with the Roosters. So I, that's that's where I look at. Okay, just too many players are okay with making mistakes. I think their forward pack's really interesting because I think they're the only team of the teams that were left in the finals that they don't have the guy mm. forward pack. It's just from front row to lock, they're sort of all very similar sort of players. You don't have that guy. Like, they don't have a Tapanate. An AFB, mm. a Haas. Yeah. Literally every other team has one forward that you go, fuck, if he's the best forward on the ground, we don't stand a chance. I mean, today. even the, like the Tigers too. Like, yeah. You know, and the two teams that struggle, like the Doggies, that's the one thing they're missing up front. And I think Toby Rudolph, I think he's a good player. Reece Hunt, uh, Royce Hunt, good players. I just think another really, really good front rower changes that um, thing a lot. I think that as well in the back line, Give Will Kennedy another year. Uh, he's a, probably the most underrated fullback in the comp, but he needs to continue to progress if they want to, you know, he can't stay at this level, put it this way. He needs to keep getting better, which he may because he's, he's not that experienced in his career. Um, On the positive side for the Sharkies, they, I know they've lost three from three, but they'll keep a pretty similar roster going into next year. They now have three games of final experience. I know losing him doesn't help, but still, and, and like there was one point into the season last year, same again this season. Defence, which there's issue for an issue for them for the majority of the year. We knew they had points in them. The last six to eight weeks, like it was rock solid. They can, had four line breaks conceded to the Roosters, which is fine. Two tries, one trial was off that awful deflection. Mm. They've shored up that left edge defensively. So 
they made monumental steps defensively to finish the season. And, and that's why I feel the most sorry about them because they'll get, tar- they'll get painted with the same brushes last year. But I think they're a better side now. Like, I think they're this side this year, even though they finished lower, but in this finals game, I, I think they're more mature. I think they're a better side. And also, these things take time, guys. Like, just to expect them to go from 10th two years ago to winning comps this year. And, and that's coming from people that, you know, we thought they'd be, you know, challenging for a comp. Mm-hmm. These things take time. But as I said, I, so I'm, I don't think it's a massive, massively disappointing year for the Sharkies. I do think they've made progress. But I do think it's become clear that they need to make a recruitment. Maybe if they could get one or two big signings, I think that's what would take them to the next level. I think they're really going to miss Wade Graham too. What he brings are off the field for sure. Oh, because like you think about like last year, Fafita retired, this year Wade goes like, that's the last of the DNA from that premiership. Yeah. It's it's a real new wave now. and that, that They've got the players to be able to do it. There's no doubt about that. As Timmy said, like the roster 1-17, to 17, it, it, like they're almost awkward to talk about because it's, 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 I find it hard to find a real problem with this side. Yeah. Because I look at – Yeah, you know, me too. I look at guys that I would maybe change and I go, fuck, the bottom eight sides to give their right arm to have him in centre well, or fullback. I or, think it's, it's less a, a case of having a problem with a player, not to mm. say that you said that, and more of a case of can they go to that next level mm. that they're hoping to go to. And I think that there are maybe two or three players where probably haven't made that step this season. Now, they may make it, you know, next season. And I, th- I think that just one if – if they could – put it this way. Imagine if you could chuck, like, even a Stefano, um, a Adam Fenor Blake, a T- uh, Tarpanair, Haas, <laughs> like, all these, like, big dog front rollers. Imagine if you could just chuck one of them in there, how much that would change yeah, sure. the roster. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. These guys don't – you know, they're, they're, that's why they're so in demand because they're very hard to find. So that's why I feel so sorry for the Sharkies because I do think they've improved this year. Even though they finished lower, I think they made a lot of progress. They turned their season around. But at the same time, you can't watch that game and say that they shouldn't have won that game. They yeah. absolutely should have won that game. And as I said just before with Wade Graham, and you said they'll miss him off the field, and I completely agree. But that left edge was absolute shambles oh, all yeah. season until yeah. they put Wade there. It'll be interesting come to round one next year. Mm. Do we have the same problem? Oh, I hope so not, interesting. But it will. It's the it's the most interesting thing for me with this Sharky side because you know I, I don't know what they're going to do next year. You know they need the to recruit. They well, need to recruit, in my opinion. Yeah, recruit center back rower. What, A what back, rower. back rower. I think back rower has proven to be the concern in mm. in the communication part. If they could recruit. A good experience background, like for example, if they could find a Kurt Catewell, yeah, yeah, East Coast player that's really community, like can communicate well. Like in a perfect world, if you told me Sharks had gone and get a wide running forward and a fucking gun front rower, I'm I'm all aboard the Sharkies next yeah. year. I really am. Oh, I think you're right, Campy. I think the edge back rower, that's the spot. Teague Wilton was solid there this year, but had defensive issues. He's got a fine future ahead of him, but. Needs to sort out his defence. He'll also be coming back from... It was an ACL that he did, I believe. So I would imagine that was around 20, so he'll probably miss maybe the first part of next season. So that edge back row spot, you say Graham retired to start next year, they need... That's the spot, isn't it? Yeah, because I think there's every chance next year that um, young Iro gets an opportunity at centre. Mm. Worries me that they'll just move Siffer into that spot. Mm. Just, and if Wilton is out... It might make the most sense, but Jesus, like you'd love to see them get even like like I was I was watching the Raiders yesterday, like an Elliot Whitehead on that edge. Oh mate, they'd kill for an Elliot yeah. Whitehead on the edge. Um, yeah, so as I said, it's really hard to talk about the Sharks because like 
They absolutely should have iced that game. They had so many opportunities to win it. And uh, what I know we spoke about it briefly. The decision for two points, I actually thought it was a great decision, but you guys felt differently about it? I was 50-50. Mm. I, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like they sort of – they had the foot on the throat at that point. Mm. And if I was the Roosters in that moment, what I wanted them to do was take the two. Yeah. Because I think, like, even after – so they got that two points, then they bombed a try. Mm. So I think the problem wasn't the two points. It was the bombing of tries. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that, fair. That's yeah. a problem. What, what do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, well, that's fair. Like, mm. they ch- chose, you know, you can be critical of a decision, decision here or decision there, but the Sharks should have won that game. They had yeah. ample opportunity to do it. And we'll say the exact same thing about the Raiders in a minute. Mm. They had their chances and they didn't do it. So it's easy to be nitpicky, but they should probably should have won this game, footy. Mate, it's. Could you imagine, like, one little play, like, your Bradley doesn't stick that hand out or, you know, is it Colburn? What's his name? Colhern. Colhern. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what Fitzy's, uh, I guess, um, ethos is, but most coaches I've been under don't stick your leg out. It doesn't help anyone. Because mm. then your fullback, your fullback's trailing in, then it's just a 50-50 ball in the air again. Yeah. Whereas, you know, so he sticks his – like, that's what I'm talking about in regards to, like, these little decisions that some of these rookie players make, they all seem to add up for the Sharkies and they get punished for it. Um, yeah, so – Definitely one that got away. Because think about how different their season. If they just get to week two of the finals and they lose or whatever, it's like, okay, we lost to the Melbourne Storm. All good. Mm. We, we went a bit better than last year. Whereas now it's like... Aren't they an interesting side though? And like without being like overly um, um, positive or whatever, but like eight weeks ago, I think we all agreed that they were going to fall out of the air. They were gone. Yeah. Like they were gone. 100%. So would you rather get another game of finals experience, learn hard lessons or not play finals footy like we expected them to? Mm. They're just such a weird footy side to work out. Yeah. Like, for example, I look at their back line. I'm like, that's a gun back line. That, for me, is – that can be – battle any back line in the competition. The only question, obviously, is the Connor Tracy, Will Kennedy, can they continue to improve? I think they would need to improve to battle it against some of the top-tier back lines. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I, I think they did get unlucky that Trindle, Braley, and Connor Tracy probably didn't – all three of them didn't really play as well as they could have. Like, whereas if all three of them just played solidly, then, you know, maybe we're talking about something a little bit different. Um, Yeah, really hard team to talk about. I think they've gotten better. Definitely a disappointing result. They definitely should have won it. But I do think that they've grown up as a team and they look more mature now than they were maybe last year. Because it's like, it's easy to do what they, not easy, but when everything's going right for you, you've got the Dally M7 and everything's coming on board. That's something that kind of like, it's how you respond when everything's going wrong. And when everything was going wrong at the Sharks this year, they turned it around. I think that's a sign of maturity and growth. Oh, mate, you can <laughs> pencil me in now to look at this squad in February and get very excited again. Yeah. I know yeah. I will. Um, in regards to Roosters' individual performances... Hang on, just a bit of news before we get into Roosters. So, so, so Ali'i, obviously, we all know he's not playing this week. Looks like Joe Minor is going to be named. It says, we'll work with the club's rehab team this week ahead of the semifinal. Who knows? This is the big one, though. Billy Smith fractured his jaw, so it doesn't look like he'll be playing this oh, week. Shit. Oh, my God. There is every chance you might see a debut of Robert Toyer yeah. at centre, who's it's obviously his debut going to Melbourne in a finals game. So <laughs> not ideal. But a very, very talented kid who's come back from an ACL this year. They've got other options there. Obviously, Corey Allen's come to mind and these sort of guys. But if they lose, Jeez. Manu doesn't play. You might see a debutant there. And he's, yeah, a, he's a very good player, Toyer. 
I mean, speaking of Billy Smith, so apparently he's like their fifth or sixth string kicker. Like, doesn't even train. And that kick to even it up, mm. which was not an easy kick, Kiri thought that, I think he thought maybe Sam was taking it because Kiri is the next backup kicker. So Billy Smith, Billy Smith is below Kiri. And Billy walked up and said, nah, I got it, I got it. And oh, just nails that, it. That's huge. Unbelievable. The pressure on the kid. Not their kicker, not even second or third. Steps up. Everything, all the adversity he's gone through. I mean, he kicked that with a fractured jaw. Was it a fractured jaw, did you say? Or eye socket? Uh, fractured jaw. So he had a fractured jaw and he kicks the bloody game equaliser to get him back in the... I mean, talk about mental strength. Yep, that's Billy. Unbelievable stuff. He was really good as well. Um, we spoke about Terrell May a bit already, but, uh, you know, geez, that forward pack's in good hands, you know, when Hargreaves does decide to retire. Him and Lindsay Collins in the middle. Oof. Beast. Like, they, they changed the game. Like, mm. the impact those two players had when they came on or, you know, it was genuinely – they took it to another level and they were, backs were against the wall. They had every reason to come on and go, you know, momentum's against us, where we've got players missing. The, like, it was almost like you could watch the Sharks going, how are these boys holding on like this? Like, how are they getting quick play the balls and, and bending the line back and yet – they just did it. How, May, how origin was that? Lindsay Collins running down <sighs> Trindle. Like, it was as Manu went off, so he had like a bit of a head start. I think he might have just come onto the field, but he still got across there, positioning himself beautifully. Yeah. Him and Teddy sort of made the tackle together. It just keeps doing it. Mate, it's just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Six games in a row for Lindsay where he's played 60-plus minutes, six wins for the Chalks. Yeah, those numbers I posted the other day just unbelievable. I think it was uh, eleven games where he's played less than fifty-five minutes. They've won three of them. I think it's now thirteen games where he's played more than fifty-five, and they've won twelve of them or something. If that's oh. intentional by Robbo, where he's gone, I'm going to hold him back, and then as we hit the end of the season, going to put his minutes a bit up. It is first of all, it's gutsy and ballsy as anything mm. when your season on the line. Very easy for you to go. You know what? Let's just get him out there. If that's intentional by Robbo, that's one of the great calls all time. Which I wouldn't rule it out. With with Robbo, you couldn't possibly rule it out. So you have a look this year. He's averaged 56 minutes. The last six weeks, I think he's averaged about 65. Yeah, wow. And so we, we look at like, say, Harry Grant situation where, or even a junior ball law situation with the Parrot Eels. We were like, why the hell are you playing him these crazy minutes early this season? Maybe this is why the Roosters are so good at back end of the year stuff is that he just... It reduces their minutes at the start of the year so that when they get to the end of the year, they're roaring. Yeah, well, not a coincidence at all in the sense that they've been slow starters for a number of years now and we, we're, we've been quite critical of that. But they always storm home. So, mm. yeah, there's obviously method behind the madness. They're going to be missing next week, more than likely, their best four centre, centre wings. Tupu's gone, Billy Smith, Manu Suwali. <sighs> Mate, might be the greatest victory all time if they go down there and win with all these injuries. Huge. Like... Unbelievable. Um, and like on top of that, like it was only two weeks ago we thought, oh, could Teddy... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Season be over here with another mm. head knot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> uh, who else stood out for you guys for the uh, Roosters? Brandon Smith. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great at yeah. nine. I thought yeah. the last few weeks has been his best games at hooker by far and away. And, you know, Brandon Smith coming from that Melbourne system, a premiership winner already, you know, he's been very up and down this year, very inconsistent. But uh, when the bright lights have arrived, so has Brandon Smith. He's been very good. So bloody good. So bloody good. Anything else for the Roosters, boys? No, I've sort of touched on most in there. We mentioned Wong earlier, who was superb. Teddy's charge down, he was absolutely flying for. Like, that is such a big play. Such so, a big mate, play. All, all good. And it's just, like, Fakiri and Teddy to make those plays, like, that's why yeah. they get paid the big bucks. Yeah. That's why they're a senior player. When the game's on the line, when the season's on the line, they make the – it's not just a, a, a smart play by watching what's happening, but it's a tough play mentally. You think they weren't gassed by that stage? Oh. Unbelievable. Teddy's won the last five Jack Gibson medals. I've sort of thought all year it'd probably be Nat Butcher <laughs> that takes it, but I think Lindsay might get it here. Yeah, you know what? Especially with his back end of season form. Be between him and Nat Butcher, I reckon. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing stuff from the Roosters. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.